0: to All Places Together, here we believe that our lives are connected to one another and rooted in God's inclusive and expansive love for diverse creation. I'm Colleen Montgomery, pastor of All Places Together, and your podcast host. Wherever you are, whoever you are, however you are, take a deep breath. This week's episode is called Holy Disrupting. Ever since I received the news that All Places Together was going to be a partner site for the ELCA Vocational Fellowship Program, I knew I wanted to have the conversation that is today's episode. If you're listening to the podcast today for the very first time, to learn more about this program, I am so happy you're here. Welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Today's guest is Ian Heseltine, and he is going to share with us about the formation of this program all of the partner organizations how you can get connected and how God has been with him throughout his faith journey Ian is the interim vocational fellowship coordinator for ELCA young adults Ian uses pronouns like he and him He is currently based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota Ian is a graduate of Augsburg University and has a bachelor of arts in religion and business administration He is also working on his Master's of Religious Arts in Diaconal Ministry at Wartburg Theological Seminary. Ian is a candidate for Word and Service Ministry in the ELCA. In his free time, Ian enjoys craft cocktails and beers, being outside, spending time with good friends. He's also been singing in organized choir since the second grade and loves theater both as a patron and participant. Welcome to All Places Together, Ian. I'm so glad you're here. To be here. Thanks for having me. So let's begin with taking a few moments to kind of build a basic understanding of what ELCA Young Adults is, kind of what the core values are, and who this ministry is for. So like, how would you explain ELCA Young Adults to someone who has never heard these words before?
1: Yeah, great question. So ELCA Young Adults is defined by an age range of 18 to 35. So just a small gap here, right? So we're talking, (laughs) uh, college graduates, high school graduates, uh, in theory for the the folks who continue on to, um, seminary, like them graduates and everything in between young families, um, folks who are households of one, everything in between. Right. So we, a lot of life stages. Yeah, it is. And so, We hit as many life stages and provide opportunities as we can uh, for folks in sort of those various transitions, right? So ELCA Young Adult is called to connect, radically affirm, and equip all young voices for strategic disruption and
0: divine justice, which I just like love. Yeah, I'm going to need a little bit more information about what just, oh, that is tricky to say what strategic disruption is all about.
1: That's a really, really great question, right? Like, so how do we collectively use our voices? What is the church really valuing um, at the core of what we do? Are we, as young adults, feel called to be disruptors in the world, right? We recognize that we are inheriting land, space, and economy, X, Y, Z fell in the blank. Um, That's needs to evolve right we are constantly reforming um as our church should be right so like that we want to equip and affirm those young voices to take place in strategic disruption which I think is beautiful um and helps carry through some of the programming we get to do one of my favorite pieces then so that influenced um, the program I'm launching, which is why we're here, the Vocational Fellowship. And a couple of the core values that we're really leaning into are faithful vocation. So living into this dynamic understanding of faith and vocation, um, your deep desires, your gifts, calls, and like the needs of the world. Um, that's one of our values, equity. We acknowledge that everyone has different needs. And so strive to ensure that everyone has what they need to be successful. Um, and also know that, like, in our program, it's a one-year program. Those one-year term programs can be really inaccessible for many. Mm. Um, so, like, I don't know. Not everyone can just, like, up and move across the world, across the country, uh, and, and make n- not enough money to, like, live. Yes. And so we're really deeply committed to ensuring that our program is, has access and is accessible for all young adults. Um, and also we strive to empower mutual empowerment between organizations and our young adults in our fellowship. So having a voice and a stake in each other is key um, for a successful experience like this. So that really is what, uh, you know, frames the work we're doing.
0: That is also exciting and Anyone who's listened to a recent episode of All Places Together knows that I'm so excited for us to be a partner organization. Um, we're in the process, as we're recording this, of still accepting applications for a vocational fellow. But I just really resonated a lot with what you were saying about like the the power and the impact that, in particular, like gap year programs can have, and also acknowledging that a gap year can come. At many of life transitions, it may be something that someone does like right out of high school, after finishing a different degree, or just in the midst of a big relational shift, or even in the midst of a different career shift.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Which is why it's really great that there are programs that exist in the world. And we get to introduce this brand new one that at the core aims to pay young adults a living wage. So. So excited that we get to do something domestically within the U.S. Um, That's not something we provided previously with ELC Young Adults. Uh, So I'm excited to be the person who gets to help launch that.
0: Yeah. And... Uh, Some of our normal listeners and other folks who are kind of like well-connected within the ELCA may be familiar with the um, Young Adult and Global Mission program, which is definitely like a big part of the ELCA young adults in general. Um, So I was wondering if you could kind of share some of the similarities and differences between the vocational fellowship program and then any other young adult programs as well.
1: Yeah, I would love to. So the Young Adult Vocational Fellowship is also an, a one-year discernment type experience at the intersection of vocation, faith, community building, and professional development. So young adults will explore meaningful employment um, that is empowering and reflects the values of their faith. Those Young adults as Fellows will work at ELC partner organizations like All Places Together for nine to 12 months, gaining professional experience, which is unique to each site. Uh, no Two Site is the same, which I am thrilled about. And this program then will offer a full-time livable wage uh, compensation package in total. So that really is what makes our program different, right? We have other really, really, really great programs that are centered around faith and faith-building, but the pay is just different. Uh, It looks different. The language looks more like volunteer year. um, And our program does not use that language um, and instead uses this this idea of a one-year discernment-based experience and also um as is the broad breadth of like young adults and global mission 18 to 35 year olds can participate in our programming um, especially the vocational fellowship and really would like this program would be really great and is hoping to serve folks who can articulate lived experiences or have demonstrated understandings of of queer folks, right? Happy Pride Month. Happy shout Pride! Out. Yeah! Um, so excited. Queer folks, BIPOC in that next communities, disabled people's experiences varying education levels or economic status, really want the breadth of what the church can be, knowing that we are the widest denomination in the U.S., um, knowing that we have a lot to do to continue our work of anti-racism and uh, to mend broken relationships with folks and the margins. Um, and so really like that we would love for this program to be a catalyst, uh, a vehicle um, for some of that work. Yeah. our Like other programs, folks will be in a cohort. The cohort will just happen online, um, which most of our young adults are really used to. <laughs> y'all have been uh, through it
0: like with, with school and, <laughs> and work and online. And I guess, and I say y'all, cause I am, I've officially aged out. I'm 37 now, so. We'll name you an honorary young adult, <laughs> Colleen, but. Um,
1: I'm thrilled to yeah, be a supervisor. Sp- it's going to be great. Yeah, we're thrilled to have um, a young adult adjacent supervisor. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, online cohort piece of be meaningful um, exploration and career development is the goal. Um, all while keeping the focus on, Uh, being a faith-filled experience. Um, And as I say that, please know that you do not have to have faith or be a Lutheran to be part of our program. That is, there is not, we are a boundless program um, that seeks God beyond measure here.
0: I love that because I think, well, I don't just think, I, I know that as a church leader, there is so much more for me to learn beyond what my lived experience is. And like so much of what you've described in the intentionality and how this program has been developed and like who we're hoping to connect with and, and hire and bring into these into these positions, I think is really looking at like, yeah, like expanding those voices and being that catalyst for change. And I I, I myself did a year of service in between college and, um, seminary. And like, for me, it was fine for me to go abroad for a year because I was lucky enough not to have student loans yet. (laughs) I got those later, but at that point in time, I didn't have student loans. You know, I didn't own a house, uh, or like I didn't have anything, um, I am not a parent now, but I was also not a parent then. So like, it was just like a time in my life where it was okay for me to go halfway across the world and live on less. And then and, and there was like so, 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 like so much privilege into that. And I was really thankful for that experience. And it was life-changing, informational. And also that's not where everybody is or what everybody can do.
1: Yeah. And, and I'll say in addition to that, that ELC a Young Adults has really, shifted the way that we recruit to be really intentional about recruiting diverse folks from diverse backgrounds with diverse lived experiences for that very reason right and so um like huge shout out to may helen jackson and dan burn uh, our yegum team um who this last year did all of our like most of our recruiting uh and really saw that intentional shift um, which now will play through with the way that our program continues to recruit young adults, which we're so so grateful for.
0: That's amazing. That's really really exciting. Because yeah, I think I, like, I
1: mean, you go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead.
0: <laughs> I was just gonna say because I think it's exciting for there to be varieties of options for for what we're ab- for the ministry that we're able to do together. That there is the yagam experience which goes abroad into other places now the vocational fellowship that is domestic and you know scattered all across the country and then there are of course like other organizations that do you know in particular cities or particular geographic locations that have kind of like community based living and service opportunities that it just expands the mission and the ministry and like who's able to be a part of it and what yeah, what what organizations and um, folks are able to be impacted by the ministry?
1: Yeah, exactly. And the other like key piece that's different that I didn't really highlight, but would be a good addition here too, is that we have programs that are location based and programs that are fully remote. Like All Places Together is one of those options. And for folks who are applying for a position that would require relocation that there is relocation money
0: available oh my gosh that's huge it's huge isn't it yes
1: so when we develop the program i'm just gonna move move in that direction if that's okay
0: yeah no i definitely it's on our agenda to hear more about how this program was developed and planned out so take us there let's go i'd love to okay
1: So the program was developed. The idea goes back like two staffings ago of Young Adult Ministry, right? Like pre-pandemic, this idea was like birthed. And so uh, it finally had room to be planted last summer. um, And five young adults were hired on as contractors to intentionally do research with organizations and young adults based around this idea of what would it look like to create a year-long program. So I was one of those contracted folks along with four other fantastic humans who spent end of May, early June through the beginning of August interviewing and surveying people. Wow! We surveyed like 100 plus young adults and like 40 plus organizations to sort of hear what had existed, to dream with folks about what could exist. Um, And then we collected all that data and the five of us, plus young adult ministry staff, Plus, two other folks came together in August and designed the program in two and a half days. To the ELC innovation. Oof. Yeah. yeah right. That's so, so we intense. Did, <laughs> we did the fastest, fastest design sprint on record wow. in two and a half days uh, from like start of start of the weekend to having a testable product two and a half days later, <laughs> which <laughs> included like in but like basically designing entire framework of what this program would look like. So one wow. of a couple of the things we heard from folks right was this piece about accessibility to um, participating in the program whether that be a barrier of not being able to move or travel or family commitment or XYZ there. Um, and then the other big piece being young adults don't need the onboarding our supervisors need the onboarding they need um, to be guided and accompanied with some knowledge of how to work and walk alongside our diverse young adults.
0: We do. I, yeah. I also have signed up for a class that I haven't taken yet. <laughs> Cause even though like I'm, a, so I'm an elder millennial, but like I signed up for a class on like getting to know Gen Z and Gen Alpha more because I can just even feel within myself that i I want, to, I want to be better and I want to be able to, especially like for whoever my fellow is going to be, like to try to do right by them. Lord knows I'm still going to make mistakes, but like, just want to say like a big yes as one of your supervisors, like we, we need this. Thank you for helping yeah. us.
1: So we're excited to be able to offer that. Um, and so that was a piece that came together in that design. So, you know, we took like three months worth of data, synthesized it, dreamt about how we might move forward and then ended with like a testable website so from there then our the elc Adult ministry team found funding for year one of our program it's a three-year pilot program we have funding for year one amazing which included then grant funding for five organizations um which was a really great way to not only find programs that already existed but then also help to create new sustainable programs um across ELCA
0: all places together Being one of them say thank Um, you for the grant funding and ELCA (laughs) innovation for being such a good partner in all of this
1: yeah we're we're thrilled they um are a key partner with ELCA young adults um and we are grateful to work really really closely together so that was really like how the program was designed and then a transition happened and the perfect time for me in January and they were looking for someone to like get this program together to launch in September. And so here I am. Um, and now the program has been moving forward. We did a grant, obviously did a whole grant application and review cycle. We now have a website which is beautiful. And it really I'm is. So grateful. We're going to
0: link it in the show notes and we'll talk more about the website later with some of the practical yeah. pieces, but it's lovely. Yeah, it's,
1: it's lovely. So um, there's that. And then we're, now we're working to plan supervisor training, and um, most of our sites are hiring and have been receiving applications. So that's where we started, where we are. And we continue then to look to fund years two and three to continue the program down the road.
0: That's so exciting. So I wonder, can you share with us a little bit more about some of the other um, partners? Like I know that we, you know, our folks have heard kind of what like we're doing here with looking to have someone to help with our content needs and to help build community. And like you already mentioned, like we're a remote site. Um, But what are some of the other partner organizations and opportunities and, and places across the country that are a part of this?
1: Yeah, So there are currently 15 sites, uh, 15 positions, I should say. Um, Those include our our robust Hunger Advocacy Fellowship Program, which has previously existed. Um, But there are six Hunger Advocacy Fellows for the 2023-2024 cohort.
0: Nice. Uh, Four
1: of those will be like state public policy offices. So those are like state legislation, um, days on the Hill, etc., one D.C. fellow doing federal policy, working on the Hill, um, and one New York City fellow with the Lutheran Office of World Community, uh, which is our uh, LWF partner for the U.N. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, right? That's huge. Um, So that's a set of six. Next would be the Minneapolis Area Synod, their Faith Practices and Neighboring Practices Program, uh, which is a Lilly-funded grant which guides cohorts of congregations through a learning process, focus on collaborative learning, community building, spiritual practice. And so that program will be looking for an admin support person, admin and marketing. Border Servant Corps, our partner in Las Cruces, New Mexico, is uh, looking for a fellow to coordinate their border immersion um, Mm -hmm. and then also to be the volunteer coordinator, welcome visitors Etc.
0: I love that. Um, One of my college friends did border serving corps in Las Cruces many moons ago. <laughs> That's so exciting! Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm thrilled um, to have uh, something on the border in our program, um, and they're really, really excited as well. The dwelling in Winston Salem is a mission development focused on um, people who have who have lived experience of houselessness, um incarceration, reentry, where all of those cross is where the dwelling lives. And so they are uh hiring a fellow to do service learning, advocacy, education, and development work. Uh their seed fellow as they call it. Oh, that's
0: perfect. Love that.
1: Isn't it um Reverend Emily Norris is the mission developer at the dwelling um, And we're super thrilled to have a partner up there. Uh, The Together Lab, which is a conjunction with the Oregon Synod, uh, previously and continues to have a really part-time robust fellow program that does organizing. And so through grant funding as well, are able to bring on their first full-time fellow to work then with their part-time fellows, doing more organizing um, in the Portland area. Super thrilled about that. Um, For all of our outdoor ministry lovers, Rainbow Trail is hiring. Oh, we've
0: got outdoor ministry lovers here for sure. Yep. As we should. Um, Huge outdoor ministry lover
1: myself. Um, But Rainbow Trail will bring on two program assistants, um, which will help them run retreat ministry, help recruit young adults for their summer staff. Um, Also, just like prayers for camps. With staff training that is happening now-ish. Oh,
0: right in the thick of it. You are right. Right in the thick
1: of it. It's happening yeah. right now. Oh, praying um, for all you
0: guys. Yeah.
1: Right? Um. So I what I love about an outdoor ministry partner is that I think this program is so great for developing and fostering future program director staff at other LOM Lutheran outdoor ministry sites. So yep. thrilled for this partner. National Lutheran Communities and Services is a Lutheran assisted living facility network out on the East coast. They're having a also remote fellow doing mission advancement and fundraising a little bit different of an organization than you would expect for a young adult fellow, but we're actually really, really thrilled to have a rule like focus on fundraising and mission advancement. And uh, Zach Heater, who's our supervisor there has been a really, really great ally in the program. So super thrilled about that.
0: I think that's so fun. I mean, I've seen some retirement communities just really having a blast on TikTok. <laughs> and so I just feel like the more you can like have some of that playfulness and storytelling and bring uh, conversations there. I know like one of the things we are dreaming and working on here at um, APT is like virtual reality work. And I'm always like, but I think our retirement communities like need VR sets. Like they could do, that that's like a whole nother conversation. But I th- I think that's just so exciting that like cross-pollination that can happen between generations. That's going to be so formational for both, for everyone.
1: Right. And there aren't a lot of like Lutheran specific, like senior living facilities left. And so um, NLC is one of those last big ones. Oh, yeah. So pumped about that.
0: Yeah, we have some in Virginia, but I know it's, like, other synods where I've worked in or lived in. I think, like, we have more here than men in any other places.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and NLC might be connected, like, they're in Baltimore, like, so they might be connected to where you are in Virginia. I
0: think, yeah, Virginia is weird because it's split, like, the, oh. this, all right, so despite the Virginia Synod logo being the whole commonwealth, <laughs> in fact, the, some of the most northern counties are part of Metro D.C. D.C., and that's And so what I some of the, like, national Lutheran homes are uh, in Virginia, but not technically in our city. But we're still partners. We, like, we work together. That
1: yeah. That makes sense. We then have Pine Ridge Reconciliation Center in Pine Ridge, South Dakota, right on the reservation. There'll be a fellow there doing... Probably everything. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, I actually know someone who used to work at Pine Ridge, too. Yeah, this is so exciting. So So many
1: connections. Right. And then um, our last one is with the Building Resilient Communities team at Churchwide here with the ELCA. um, Helping to uh, next year is our 50th anniversary of ELCA World Hunger.
0: Oh, wow. Cool.
1: Yeah. So this fellow will help with some of the planning and uh, carry out some of that fun, um, engagement that will happen in the 50th anniversary year. So all together there, plus all places together, there are 15 current positions.
0: Wow. Thank you for walking us through all of that. I know that was kind of a lot of information to cover, but I really just want our listeners to be able to kind of hear the diversity of opportunity and all of this, the breadth of experience. I am of course excited to share the stories of the program, but also want to be able to give the plug out for all of the communities. So like if you have listened to one of these things and and felt a spark of in yourself, oh, I could do that. Or you're thinking of a friend, a neighbor, a family member, a classmate, a student, like, oh, this could be them. Ian and I both really hope that you'll send them the info
1: yeah please do or send them to our email address or our website which we'll talk at the end yeah we'll give you those technical details but yeah exactly please send us all your young people or if you are a young adult and are interested please apply um we can talk about that at the end here again to some of those really technical pieces but yeah so Mm -hmm. those are the 15 and Who knows how the spirit will continue to move? We already have partners looking for next year. Um, And so as of recording this today, our applications are live for 2024,
0: 2025 sites. Wow.
1: Yeah. Because there's that much interest in being a site, uh, which... It's like amazing um, that I we've had to turn sites away. <laughs> like wow. never in my wildest imagination um, would that have been where we are right now. Um, but we're so, so excited that there's like this momentum moving forward um, that organizations are seeing the benefit of the program and wanting to be part of it. it I think it speaks volume to the designers who design the program um, and for our team carrying out uh, that design.
0: It's so exciting to see how the spirit's moving in that way, like coming together across from so many different places. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we also here at All Places Together care about your faith story in particular, Ian. You've shared so joyfully about this program, but definitely want to hear some more about you and your own journey as well. So I'm curious, did you do a gap year? And like, if so, what was it? What impact did it have on you? Like, what's some of your experience with this?
1: Yeah, I did not do a gap year program. Um, i am a pandemic graduate as a lot of us oh sure uh, yeah are. Mm-hmm. so 2021 was the year i graduated from augsburg university in minneapolis um i had moved home for a year and a half in the pandemic uh to live with my parents in central minnesota um one to save money and two what was i going to do living in minneapolis by myself yeah uh, might as in, well in a lockdown right so i'm moved home and Finished my education that last, that first last half of a semester. um, And then was home all summer and then did my final, my whole senior year mostly online with like minimal visits to campus. Um, And when I was in the cities, I would stay with family, friends, or outside the metro, which became like a really great way to still get some of that like in the city experience, which is, I'm a city kid at heart. Yeah. Um, and so that, like, filled some of those needs for me there. Um, but, like, also provided opportunity to travel. And I am um, also a huge beach dude. And so we spent a month living here in Florida um, my senior year, which is really, really great. So I came out of that, graduated in May of 2021. Uh, actually, on my birthday, my 22nd birthday was graduation. Aww, happy. I happy. It's a lot. Right? So then I was like, "Time to start the job search." i had, I'd been feeling this call to ministry to seminary, um, but I was like, "No, not yet." As a lot of us do, we shove it down and ignore that it's there,
0: yeah,
1: um, sure, because we're not ready to wrestle with it yet. Um, and I, so I looked at seminary in the pandemic, and then was like, "I don't know that I can jump right back into the classroom." So I spent all summer trying to find a full time gig. Uh, in the meantime had taken a internship with the St. Paul Area doing some videography work. So I really occupied my summer uh, interviewing uh roster leaders who were having anniversary years of ordination, fifty plus. So I was meeting with folks on their fiftieth anniversary. Oh, that's brilliant. 60, 75. It was like a beautiful way to um like reinstill like what I knew was coming down the road. Was yeah. to, like hear the stories and lived experience of folks who had been ministering for 50 plus years um so at the end of that summer then I found um a three-quarter time gig at a congregation doing marketing and communication so I started that in September um and by that following January I was like ready for what was next um January 2022 I started thinking about seminary again went to visit Warburg Seminary in Topeka, Iowa in February applied and applied even though you
0: went in you're from minnesota you're used to this yeah
1: yeah this it was no like also it's a four-hour trip like driving from minneapolis to dubuque i don't Um, think i realized it was that close i I know that that's close because it was not close for me but (laughs) but like fair like my pennsylvania is showing (laughs) that's that's I, understandable so it is it is i mean actually in theory like it's pretty close four hours is really not that bad but i for went you, with it a friend big
0: and that's okay yeah we yeah, all have different was, metrics for this it was three and a half is
1: like my my max like three and a half was what it took to get from my place to where my brother lived in des moines yeah or Ankeny. so three three and a half was like my max at the time i went with a friend i had just met a month prior um which sounds really crazy, but that's how like Lutheran events work, right? It so does. like Youth yeah. Ministry Network extravaganza happened in Minneapolis that year. We met, we became like fast friends. She's now one of my best friends. Uh, we spent eight hours together round trip driving to Dubuque to visit Warburg in now February. you're even better friends. Now we are even better friends. And uh, got home, started my application, started candidacy, and started at Warburg in September. Wow. Yeah so that like all happened but i don't i think that i knew that seminary was going to be an option like was going to be a thing i wanted to do which is why when i started looking at full-time jobs i didn't really consider doing a gap year i didn't really look at it or i knew that it wouldn't pay well enough and i had student loans to pay because i did have those after my undergrad and mm-hmm. i won't have them for my master's degree very different yeah yeah But that's also how the church has developed and changed in the last, you know, painful of years, which has been really, really, really great, I think, for um, future Western leaders. So yeah, I didn't really look at them. And sort of like now, upon reflection, like, wish I would have looked more into it, but also would be curious, had we gone back and looked at what was really being offered that like September 2021, right out of the pandemic? What even was really happening at the I th- time?
0: I think that's a good point. Like, I did not have your particular timeline as firm in my mind as I was writing these questions. Like, yeah. there was probably very little. Yeah, I mean, which yeah. is really
1: real. I mean, there might have been a
0: couple things.
1: I know that the Hunger Advocacy Fellowship Program kicked back up, but I that might have been. It had to have been that September and there was a spot in Minnesota, but it was filled um, and I wasn't really willing to move across the country with like no support system, sure, um, or money to pay for it, as yep. we've talked about. So yeah, like finding a finding a full time career was like the next best thing that I could do at the time. Um, but now, like, had the program that we're launching been in existence, sometimes I'm like, do I do I want to go be a fellow? <laughs> do, <laughs> do I want to apply for one of these? <laughs> If my boss is listening to this, I did not say that.
0: Well, um, no Ian, this kidding. is the thing. you can do this till you're 35. you have still you have still got years if this program ha- continues to exist that you this could be a fellow. you can recruit like the perfect site you want to work at and then be like, surprise, I'm also applying. <laughs>
1: I don't hate, that. I don't hate <laughs> that
0: idea at all. We'll just see how the spirit moves. We just have to be yeah, open. Well, we'll see
1: what happens. We'll see how we'll things see. unfold.
0: Right? <laughs> but I just, I love being able to hear your story and kind of the way that, to to kind of get behind uh, the curtain of your mind, so to speak, to like see how you are making decisions um, and even how like that experience of, Of graduating from college when you did and being in the pandemic and 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 being wanting to go to seminary eventually like everybody's path is so different and there's not a single way for any of us like i think there's multiple paths available to us and i think what you're saying like right you just have to try to make the best decision like keeping in mind like where's your support system like, yes, where is God calling you in the midst of this? But, like, where is your support system? Like, what what, what financially do you need? And how, how does faith, like, factor into all of that? Like, we are not all called to leave everything behind and right. go somewhere. Because also, like, God's people are everywhere. They're in all of these places where the fellow sites are. They are in your... Neighborhood, like whoever you are listening to this right now, like your neighbors are people that God loves and whether or not you're ever a part of a fellowship, uh, you know, a vocational fellow or other discernment year program, like you can make an impact in your neighborhood where you are. You don't have to go around the world to do that.
1: Absolutely. Amen to
0: that. That felt a little bit like a sermon, but. Uh, I needed to be preached to So thank you. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm glad. So in your work with all of this, I wonder if there's like a Bible verse or a story that really grounds you, um, that's kind of core to who you are. Here at APT, always love to kind of close out these types of conversations with like a biblical connection. So I just wonder what that verse or story is for you, Ian.
1: Oh, I have one for you, and this is gonna tie us all the way back up to what is at the core of ELCA Young Adults. Love it. So now it's your turn to preach. Let's go. We're going on a journey. So I'm gonna read to you all from um Mark chapter two. When he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. Somebody gathered around that there was no longer room for them. Not even in front of the door, and he was speaking the word to them. Then some people came bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four people. And when they could not bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him, and after having dug through it, they let down the mat on which the paralytic lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes are sitting there, questioning in their hearts, Why does this fellow speak in this way? It is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? At once Jesus perceived in his spirit that they were discussing these questions among themselves and said to them, Why do you raise such questions in your heart? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Stand up and take your mat and walk. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, He said to the paralytic, I say to you, Stand up, take your mat, and go home. And he stood up and immediately took the mat and went out before all of them so that they were all amazed and glorified and glorified God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. In this story, the leper being lowered on a mat through the roof of a building by his friends and to be healed by Jesus, we all want to be either the friends or the mat or the leper. Some folks might even want to do the healing. But you know what we don't ever really talk about is that the owner of this house just got their roof, like, totally destroyed. Oof.
0: Right? As someone who's having roof work done at their house, like, yesterday and today, like, I feel that. Right? Like,
1: roof gone, right? So, that person, whether they liked it or not, did wholly, figuratively and literally, work that day. So I really hope, and our team, Young Adult Ministry, really hopes that the church is not willing to engage in holy disruption, but is willing to be disrupted. This has been become, become part of our theological grounding for our purpose statement, which again reads that the ELC Young Adult Ministry is called to connect, radically affirm, and equip all young voices for strategic disruption and divine justice. We have been an institution who acts to preserve itself. And I hope we can allow space for God to transform us into an institution who prays for communities who are seeking healing and justice. That they might bust down our ceilings when our doors aren't yet ready and that we might be welcomed and welcome them when they do so. I also see that young adults are uniquely poised to speak to prophetic wisdom in the world because we go through so much transition And the whole ministry of Jesus on earth was transition, right? We're not better than others at this stage in our life. It's just that this is a unique lens that we can understand God's mercy across aspects of human life. So this text really does ground the work. Like, we need to, like, can we be ready for when that roof just gets torn away and to be disrupted,
0: that's such an intentional and holy posture to really take on, like that level of humility of when you are in the in the place of being disrupted, to be able to respond with compassion and grace and and trying to keep an eye and an ear and, and understanding to like what's happening around you when it is perhaps like your first instinct to be like we got to patch that up <laughs> like it's going right? to rain tomorrow like but taking on that posture of being willing to be disruptive and and to trust god working in that is really vulnerable and really hard work um but it's it's really i mean it's so much of the work that we're called to absolutely and I think just even as you're saying this, like the intersection that I've that that has been on my mind, like especially as we head into Pride Month, that like I am both a member of the Pride community, like I am bi, but then I am also an ally to my siblings who are trans and of other identities. So it's like this mutuality of being a disruptor and being disruptive disrupted like ed at the end that like that actually like we're doing both of those things at all times in our life and that's a lot to hold so like take rest and sabbath and take care of yourself and all of this but but just yeah i think both of those postures of of being the one that god is calling to to disrupt and go in and tear through the roof and then also at other times you're the one that god is sending someone to and you've got to you know, do that work of opening your heart. Like, that's such a beautiful message for this work, Ian, for the fellows who God is preparing, for the supervisors who God is also preparing, like, in all of that. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I just, like, I I keep getting caught again. This, like, which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to just simply say, stand up and take your mat and go, right? Like, before being healed. Like, do you not
0: understand Uh, like what yeah it's such a big thing because like and i and the culture of that you know of who in that time and place had the authority to forgive sins like there's so much there to unpack but no one there are very few perhaps no one else who could say take up your mat and go and have that happen
1: right exactly exactly um and dare i say back to your comments about heading into Pride Month, um, that 2023 is the year that we end by erasure.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah.
1: We and for need our pan it.
0: buddies too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right? So again, being both the disruptor and disrupted, that's a space I'm trying to enter as a queer person as well this year is so much of that work, right? Like we we failed to understand and to see the full beautiful vision of our identities under the queer umbrella as i have coined um, you know this like beautiful beautiful body of people um, and yet like we still have issues within ourselves and within our there are factions in the queer the abc mafia so i'm like
0: yeah like it and that's just like very even as you were saying that, like just like it's very saint and sinner, this idea of like Absolutely Like and and the way that we are both we are hurt and hurt others, like it's all who this is like a whole nother episode, Ian. I'll tell you what. That's leave it to the spirit. <laughs> leave it to the spirit. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for like this encouragement of a message here at the end and all of the details and stories that you have shared about the vocational fellow. And let's wrap up our time together with those nitty gritty details. Someone has been moved by this conversation. They're ready to learn more and apply. They want to send this to their nibbling. How are they going to do it?
1: They are going to go to elca.org backslash vocational slash fellowship. We're going to link this below in the show notes. Yeah, you are. Yeah, we are. So one backslash, one slash, or alternatively, email youngadults at elca.org, and we will send you the information. That is one word, youngadults at elca.org. Um, And we can get you any and all the information, all the links to apply to each organization is on the website, which is always sort of constantly shifting. Uh, Even now we're moving information around to make it easier to navigate. So you can find all opportunities and open positions under become a fellow under current openings and about halfway down, you'll find all places together. Yay. For organizations, for other partners, other rostered leaders, um, ELCA-affiliated ministries who might be listening to this fun pod this this day, um, go under partner organizations. Learn about what it might take for you to enter into this um, relationship together with us, um, and feel free then to submit an application to be a site. We would love to continue diversifying what our offerings are. Um Yeah. And ideally all of our positions will start at the end of August, early September. So if you are a young adult, get on it. Um, We know this is graduation season. So, um, you know, take some time to think if a year long program is what might be next for you, or if a year long program and then a year abroad might be the programs for you and to maybe consider Yagam after vocational fellowship or to go abroad for year and come back and look at the vocational fellowship as a re-entry because it are all Ooh. the things that my interest right right yeah um, that's a
0: very yeah. interesting idea yeah. yeah well wonderful i hope that the email gets flooded with me too with inquiries so thank you again ian for all of the work that you have put into this program like helping to Take that idea that was first sprouted and then helping to birth it into creation for your leadership and for sharing so much of this program and yourself with us today here at All Places Together. It's been a gift.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me. I love any opportunity to share about what we're doing and um, truly wouldn't be doing the work if I didn't believe wholeheartedly in its success. So,
0: amen. Prayer for Holy Disrupting Dear Jesus, you know what it is like to disrupt. Your message of expansive and inclusive love and liberation disrupted kingdoms, empires, and forces of oppression. You also know what it is like to be disrupted. A woman reached out for the corner of your cloak and stopped you in your tracks. Your disciples woke you up in the middle of the storm and a man was brought to you through a roof so that you could heal him. When you were disrupting and when you were disrupted, you shared grace, healing, and hope. You too call us to disrupt and to be disrupted. When we are disrupting, fill our hearts with strength and endurance Then, when we are disrupted, grant us an open heart and patience. And whether we are disrupting or disrupted, may we always remember that you love us, wherever, whoever, and however we are. Amen. Thank you for joining us at All Places Together. We hope you experienced God's love for you and the world in today's episode. If this was the first episode of the APT podcast you listened to, I'm so happy that you've been here. And I hope you'll connect with us on social media and also check out another episode. While there are some podcast series, you can really start wherever you want in our catalog. We'd love to be a companion with you on your summer travels. So please download another episode and listen to some more stories. Also on social media, our handle is at allplacestogether in all of the places, Facebook and Instagram. Starting on Friday, my regional church body is meeting for our governing meeting. It's called the Virginia Synod and it's like a really big deal in my life right now. If you're a voting member at it, I hope that I'll see you there. I'll be at the sound and the tech booth most of the time, so come and find me and say hello. Let's take a selfie. If you're not attending but you're curious about what's happening, you can follow along through Instagram stories and also catch the live stream on the Virginia Synod YouTube. Regardless, please keep all of this and me in your prayers. It's going to be a really intense weekend, especially because we are electing a new bishop and lots of other leaders that are going to shape the mission and ministry of Lutheranism in Virginia, so please pray for us. And along with that, if you're reaching out to me via email or social media this week, please know that I will get back to you. My response time is just going to be a little bit delayed. Thank you to our mission partners, the Virginia Synod and the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. We are so glad to be church together. Thank you to all of the individuals who give regularly to financially support and empower the ongoing work of All Places Together. If you would like to make a financial contribution, you can go to our website, allplacestogether.org. Scroll to the bottom where it says Give Now, click that button, and you'll be redirected to our giving platform. Until next time, remember that God is with you and loves you, wherever, whoever, and however you are.